Hey you, I'm excited you're here. Welcome to Triumph After Trauma. I'm Caitlin, aka Katie. Designer, business owner, go-getter, and most important, human just like you. I created this podcast to provide tools and support to those of you struggling to cope with a mental illness or work through a traumatic experience. Weekly, I'll share a personal story of mine, how it affected me, resources that helped me out of that dark place, and I'll end each episode with an empowering reminder. What I want for you to know is if I Thank can make it so through much for tuning in today, find ways I hope to this episode was helpful so for you. Can if you. it was, let's tell get someone started. about it who needs to hear this message or share it on social media and tag me at this is Katie, K-A-I-T-E-Y, so we can connect. Life is a wild journey, but we're on it together, and I'm so glad. You're never truly alone. I appreciate you, I love you, and I will talk to you soon. Big and important milestone. 10 years clean from self-harm. If you know me or have been following me on social media for a long time, you might know a little bit of my story about that and what it took to get clean. If not, and you're interested in that story, when I hit the eight-year mark, I did an episode on that. So I will link it in the show notes and you can definitely check that out. I am extremely proud of this milestone and it's honestly one that gets me a little emotional but in all the right ways. What I wanted to share with you in regards to hitting this 10-year mark with you my friends is advice on both what you can do if you are someone who is struggling with self-harm but really is ready and committed to stopping and if you're on the other side of it if you're a friend family member loved one partner etc who is trying to help someone stop tips and advice on how you can actually be of good helpful support get cozy it up grab your favorite drink if you're out and about or doing chores already make sure you're one-on-one with me because this is going to be a good important and hopefully helpful chat let's dive right in and start with those who are trying to help loved ones through this journey of trying to quit self-harming i struggled with self-harm for years and i have had people close to me in my life also struggle with this. So from personal experiences, I can tell you that people self-harm in all different ways for all different reasons. Understanding that as a loved one is important because it can help you and help professionals if the person seeks that kind of help It can help people understand what kind of support this person who's hurting and you love needs. It can help put you all in the right direction for support and help. But regardless of how someone is self-harming or what their reason is, your job is to understand to properly help them the best you can 
or to lead them in the right direction of professional help if they are seeking that. Your job is not to judge. People really hurting or who really, really want help and have no idea how else to reach out for it, just want to know that they're not in it alone, that they are going to be supported in the ways they need to be through this journey. So know your job as a loved one is yes to understand why the self-harming is happening and why that specific type of self-harming is happening. Your job is not to judge. Your job is also not to automatically try to fix the person because it's human nature to want to fix someone you love. We don't want to see people that we love hurt or in pain or hurting themselves or struggling mentally, grieving. It's just human nature, but our job is actually to support those we love in the ways they want and need to be supported and to just hold their hand while they're walking through the storm so that they know they're not in it alone because them knowing they're not in it alone can make a world of difference in itself. Speaking of support and seeking professional help, if someone who is self-harming feels that there is something deep they need to work through or understand about themselves to help themselves stop self-harming, you can be a supportive loved one by being supportive of their decision because therapy is great. It can help so many people, but it can only help people who are open to therapy and it best benefits people who know that even doing something like going to therapy is not an overnight fix, that it is something that will take time and they're going to have to be patient with. But if they do be patient with the results they want, the growth they want, the transformation they want, being able to become clean again, etc., will be able to be a possibility. If someone you love is in a really, really rough spot mentally, they may struggle with being patient in finding the right help and want to give up when after one or two tries, they haven't found the right therapist for them. They haven't found the right type of help professionally. This is where you can step in and maybe be a reminder to them. Hey, there was this time I went to therapy, remember? Back when this happened. And it took me three or four tries to find the right help. Remember that time? And then someone else that you might know. Or you had read on the internet, maybe. Someone you follow on social media, even, maybe. They recently shared a story of how many times it took them to seek the right help and actually find the right therapist for them, etc. If you can be a reminder to them to help them stay patient on that journey, that will really help them. Because sometimes people are struggling so severely that it's not that they don't want to be patient, they don't want to give themselves that grace, they are just in survival mode, and that's maybe something that they're not the most capable of at that time. So if someone you love and care about 
is struggling to be patient on this journey of finding the right help and they do seem to really be serious about wanting professional help to help them stop self-harming and take better care of themselves then you being able to serve as a reminder that patience will lead to finding the right help and you can be the person that's giving them the grace they need and kind of showing them that way that would be an incredible thing to do because that could be really really helpful to someone that you really care about who needs help and support and specifically in those ways I don't know what it's like for everybody, but I know that when I was struggling to be patient with myself and finding the right resources, tools, professional help, etc., having a small but really strong support system of people who could be that like pillar of strength type thing for me and help guide me towards the right resources, help me seek professional help that was actually going to be good for me, etc., it meant everything to me and it is the reason that I was able to ever stand up on my own two feet again and start supporting myself in those ways so yeah that's exactly what I would say honestly if you love and care about someone who is struggling and you know that there's a few other people that you can gather around and like create a strong support system for this person struggling even if it is hard for them to accept that help at first you being able to offer that help and the group of you being that support system, being that pillar of strength, it may be life-changing, life-saving even, depending on the situation. If you are scared to step up, I totally understand those fears, but your option is to do your best to step up or to step up and say, I don't know how to help you, but tell me how I can and I will. Your other option is to just do the whole, I don't know how to help, so I don't. But if you love and care about someone, you're going to do something to help, right? So as scary as it is, as hard as a situation as it is, and as much as it sucks and it hurts to see someone that you love struggling like that, it is your job if you truly care to do what you can to support them. So don't be afraid to be that friend who really is that strong support system or to be that friend who pulls in a few people to be a support system together. If someone that you love is self-harming and is ready to make the efforts needed to stop, it is important to help them while they're trying to stop self-harming, find helpful, healthy ways to deal with whatever they are trying to deal with by self-harming. Because remember, the goal isn't just for your loved one to stop self-harming. Their goal is to stop and actually stay clean. And if that is their intention, they need healthy ways healthy coping mechanisms for whatever it is they are trying to deal with through hurting themselves in whichever way or way. Now, if you're someone who is not doing well and thinking of or is already self-harming but you do want to not get to that point or you are ready 
to do what it takes to stop and get clean. Here are my bits of advice for you. First and foremost, I would say only to tell people what you're going through, who you truly trust. Not just the people that you know and like and think you can trust, but the people who have been there for you through other hard times that you didn't feel strong enough to get through. So you know that in this situation, you can trust them for sure to help you get through this too. When I first started being open about that and reaching out for help, I only let my parents know, my brother, and the few people who I was truly close with at the time. Nobody else knew. And I purposely did that because I was in such a bad mental state that I knew I could only tell the people who have already proved to me I can trust them because I knew those were the only handful of people who would actually help me stop cutting and improve my mental state, take control of my mental health. I didn't tell anyone else because I knew that would have left room for judgment, rude comments, hatred, all the things that I didn't need. And so I didn't risk that happening because I was very careful about who I was open about this with. If you have the option of getting professional help, do not be scared to. Yes, it will take time to find the right professional to help you. You will find that person though if you give yourself time and grace while on that journey. But let me tell you, a therapist, psychologist, psychiatrist, etc., they are the last people to be scared of talking to when you're going through something like this. This is exactly what they are trained for. They have done the work to go to school. They have been in therapy for years and have gotten a whole bunch of experience. And their job is to help people through really hard times. Now, like I said, it will take time to find the right person to help you because there are therapists, psychiatrists, etc. who are trained in all different fields. But somebody out there who can help you professionally exists. And if you want that help, I want you to not be scared to go find that help. Another thing I would suggest if you are someone who is thinking of self-harming or struggling with self-harm but wants to stop, to clear the spaces you live, work, hang out in of anything sharp or anything that could remind you of the feelings you get when you make the decision to self-harm. If you're someone who hasn't started self-harming yet, this is still really helpful because then by not having things that make you think of what makes you want to do that or just not having the availability of sharp objects and stuff, it cuts out that option for you. When I first was committed to stopping the self-harm, anything and everything that I could have used to in any way self-harm, 
I got rid of. I locked in boxes, I threw away, I just put out of sight and mind, and that was a big help in itself because if you don't take that action right away, then those old habits are going to be so easy to keep up with. I can guarantee you if I was committed to stopping self-harming, but I hadn't first done that work to clear anything that I could self-harm with or that brought up the feelings that made me want to do that, I wouldn't have been successful in getting clean. And I might not be 10 years clean right now. So if you're someone who wants to self-harm or already struggles with that and is ready to put a stop to it, clear the spaces you spend time in of all sharp things. And anything that brings on the feelings that leads you to want to self-harm or to actually self-harm, it really will be helpful. I will say this though, although it is a big help to do that, it doesn't completely stop the sudden urges. Because there are times that regardless of the spaces you take care of to clear up, you're going to be out and about. You might be at work, etc. When you're in a place where that sudden urge does come up, for me, lipstick helped. And if you're wondering what the fuck does lipstick have to do with any of this, we're talking about self-harm, keep listening. I knew that clearing my spaces, the spaces I spend most time in, of anything harmful that I could hurt myself with that would bring on the feelings that led me to self-harm, I knew that would be a big help, but I knew that when I was out of those spaces, when I was out and about in public, friends' houses, etc., that those urges could still come up. And so I kept lipstick on me for a long time, and any time that those urges came up, I would do lipstick. Because it gave me that notion the actual action that felt better, but I wasn't actually hurting myself anymore. And I also worked on mindset habits, like little tricks I could play on my mind when those urges happened so that eventually the urges just weren't there. But if while you're working mentally, with your mindset, etc., on tricking your brain, better thinking patterns, etc., that will help you not have those urges. When they do pop up, you need some sort of healthy way to get that urge, that feeling out of you. And for me, lipstick was just the thing that worked. And for me, it's because that was the safest option. That was the one thing that I could do, drop, put on my body that would in no way, shape, or form harm it. It would just kind of decorate. I want to share one other tip with you if you're someone who is thinking of self-harming because you're not in a good place and you don't know what to do to take care of yourself or you're already struggling with self-harm and that is this. Take up some sort of healthy habit to deal with hard emotions. 
when I was really struggling and decided to stop self-harming, I didn't just have to work on my mindset and healthier thinking patterns. I didn't just have to do the work to understand what was going on deep inside me that made me feel the ways I felt, which led to me self-harming. And I didn't just need to do a super healthy, safe thing to my body when urges did come up so that I wasn't actually physically hurting it. I had to learn other coping mechanisms. I had to find other ways to release those emotions, those negative thoughts, and those disgusting things that chatty minds of ours can tell us. One of the things for me was walks in nature. You can do anything from kickboxing or actual boxing to jiu-jitsu. You can take up running, anything. But I found that taking on a physical healthy habit while doing all the work to control urges, understand myself deeply, etc. was a big help. It was one of those things where I could just put some lipstick on when I had that urge and then wipe it off. But when I didn't actually have those urges anymore, when they started to kind of become less and less, I still needed a healthy way to deal with not so great emotions while working on changing my mindset because understanding yourself deeply and changing your mindset, changing your lifestyle is really, really hard to do. And it takes a lot of time and dedication. So as those urges became less and less, one of the things I did, like I said, was go into nature, go for long walks, go on an actual hike, just sit by the water forever. But doing something physical, I found really beneficial. So if you can find something physical to do, even freaking dancing, take a dance class, for goodness sakes, even. And you will see a benefit. But don't forget to keep doing the work of understanding yourself deeply and trying to change your mindset because if you don't do all of these things your chances of actually getting and then staying clean won't be the same and i want you to be willing to do all the work needed to get out of this place or to not even ever end up in this place because none of us deserve to feel so low, so disgusting about ourselves, to feel so worthless, and so many other things that we feel self-harming, to reach out for help or to punish ourselves are the only options. Not a single one of us deserves to feel that crappy about ourselves, that miserable about our lives, or have that much hatred. Before I go, I just want to remind you all that it is okay to not be okay, but there are people you can talk to, there are things you can do, there are tools and resources that will help you get to a better place. And if you are someone who is self-harming to the point that you are worried about your health and safety, not only do I want you to get help, I think you need to get help. Asking for help is not something to be ashamed of. It's really, really not. I promise you it's not. 
If I had never asked for help, if I had never started opening up, if I had never gone to therapy, if I had never done the hard inner work to understand what was really causing me to hate myself as much as I did at one point, I wouldn't have been able to get clean and like I've already said, I wouldn't be able to be here telling you this story of being 10 years clean. And if you are someone who is watching someone you love suffer, I want you to do your best to help them but not force the help on them. Make sure that they always feel like they are in control. And I will say this as a final reminder, you do not deserve to hate yourself, to loathe yourself, to feel like you are worthless and deserve punishing. You do not deserve to live those ways and to feel those ways. So if you are truly, truly struggling, do not be afraid to go to therapy, to go to a hospital, to go to your family doctor and see what can be done. And if you need someone to talk to, but you feel like you have no one, please hop in my DMs and come talk to me. I would love to be your friend and to, in any way I can, help you through whatever you're going through right now. I love you all. I'm so freaking grateful to be on this journey with you and I can't wait to be back here for another great conversation next week. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope this episode was helpful for you. If it was, tell someone about it who needs to hear this message or share it on social media and tag me at this is Katie, K-A-I-T-E-Y, so we can connect. Life is a wild journey, but we're on it together, and I'm so glad. You're never truly alone. I appreciate you, I love you, and I will talk to you soon.